Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 156, Bleeps and Bloops. Welcome to the Nut Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and we are here to help you tech better. We've got all the top news stories. We've got follow-up. We've got tips. We've got picks. It's all here and also all here, hopefully, Mr. Dave Baylor. I'm sorry. I was a little distracted. I was taking a look at my pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, a little spoiler about what might be coming up later. Um, something you look at. <laughs> something that you look at on your phone. Yes. So I will put it down for now. Well, Dave, I'm. how many times has this come up? I'm cord cutting my Comcast love-hate relationship, mm-hmm. uh, Xfinity, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Of course. I w- Let's change the name so people won't hate us. Yeah. I think when we started the podcast, I was on Frontier with internet and cable, and then I got tired of them, so I switched to Comcast because yeah. they got a great deal and loved their X1 system. Mm-hmm. But then I it went up to like 180 a month, so I got it down Ugh. to like 160 a month for internet and cable. I don't even spend that much on food. So obviously, I'm just fed up again. So... Much like you, and hopefully not like you, I have started a trial for YouTube TV. (laughs) And hopefully I will either use it and pay for it or not use it and remember to cancel before the trial's up, unlike you paying for it for six months. Yeah, if you'll remember, I had it turned on, and six months later I noticed I'd paid a couple hundred dollars. I was not real happy about that because I didn't even know I had subscribed, honestly. Yeah, but uh, I'm liking it uh, as we do, I yeah. looked at all the streaming services to see there's one channel, the Viceland channel, I really like that's not on YouTube, mm-hmm. but everybody else seem everything else, everybody seems to think it's best. I get my local news that I need. <laughs> oh no! Um, I get the Blazer Games, which was a big uh, one for that's me. That's huge. Yeah, so I've got a lot of stuff, and my w- daughter was watching Daniel Tiger, I think, or something the other night. Mm-hmm. So I just put Sunday Night Football on my phone, and I could kind of I'm don't need to intently listen to it on a big screen TV. I was just like, yeah, "Yeah, might as well put that on a little bit. So it works on all your devices. You get, I think, up to five or six accounts for your family with Hmm. full DVR. You can just record whatever you want. Wait, Um, aren't we related? Yes. (laughs) Um, But I, so my current plan, we'll see, I'll keep you guys updated, is I'm going to look at going back to Frontier Internet because I can get a much better deal, like fifty bucks a month. Um, <laughs> Do you really want to go back to them for two hundred up, two hundred down? Which Comcast, I think I have right now one fifty down and like ten up, and it never gets to ten megabits up. Wow. It is so bad. Yeah, so we'll see. So I'm thinking I might cancel Comcast again all together and do YouTube TV through my Apple TV on the TV, mm-hmm. and then uh, do the frontier internet, or maybe just see what Comcast will do for me just to do internet. But with the one terabyte data cap that I've hit a couple times, if I'm streaming everything, I'm going to hit that sooner. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. I don't understand how people that are not nerds deal with this stuff. Cause it is, I mean, you just it's pay overwhelming. for it. Yeah. You it just, is how just to figure it, it all out, but we'll see what happens with that. That's well, good. That's what's going on with that. Follow-up, uh, we were talking about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and I got a bunch of emails this morning that was like, last day of Cyber Week, and it's like, we're a week after Cyber Monday. Let We get it, you're desperate for sales, <laughs> and you're still making a lot of money off of us, so this isn't that good of a deal. Yeah. But 
Shopping on iPhones, I think we mentioned it before, but I found an article talking about how it's just surging this season, that people are really doing a lot of shopping from their phones. Now, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about that the average selling price is much lower, like what people are spending, average spending price, I guess, Mm -hmm. on their phones. But if you're buying like major stuff, it seems like you would be more likely to want to do that on a computer. I think that people are just buying more impulse type stuff on your phone. I don't mm-hmm. do a ton of shopping on my phone, but I remember that I am such a unique use case because I always have my laptop with me, so I can always just go to that. I forget that most people don't want to be on a computer all the time. It's kind of like the, well, I've got an Apple Watch. I'm going to do what I can on there. And if I can't right. do it on there, then I'll move to my phone. If I can't do my phone and it's whatever I have with me, well, I always have my laptop with me. So it's just easier to get it out, have a big screen and a keyboard. Yeah, it, you are unique because um, if my household is any type of measuring device, um, the lady of the house uses her iPad for nearly everything, which is basically a, a phone Yeah, yeah. Um, with the mobile Safari. I know we've talked about you know, how frustrating it is that tablets and stuff don't have like the full internet or the full browsers like you do on your desktop. There's yeah. really, uh, there may be some technical limitations as to why, but those have gone away yeah. um, recently, I feel, with more powerful devices that have come out. But is it the devices and their browsers that are to blame or are the websites not optimizing the experience for mobile browsers? Like, do we just need to kind of rethink how the internet works yeah. and tune everything for phones yeah. and not have these big elaborate sites? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause for a long time in the early days of smartphones, it was make as simple a mobile site as possible with some just text. Some huge buttons. If there's anything you want them to do. Whereas now, yeah, with this, like my iPhone XS Max has a huge resolution, better than some laptops. Yeah. It'd be super tiny, but, uh, you know, you have like Amazon, they've got theirs dialed in pretty well for shopping and, mm-hmm. but there's still just some things that aren't the same where you're going to have a better experience on a desktop. Yeah. Um, one, one day they will converge and yes. we won't have to worry about it. Uh, Amazon, they said that Cyber Monday was the biggest single shopping day in the company's history, which hmm. is so weird because everybody was shopping all weekend. Why, who's waiting till Cyber Monday to buy stuff? And it doesn't feel like there was much going on. I mean, I looked at some of the deals. I looked at Twitter a little bit and I'm still like, there's nothing out here that I really want. Yeah. I think they uh, said that the Echo Dot was their number one purchase, which was on sale and is cheap. I bought uh, one, not a... Yeah, I get the names confused. Yes. The dot. I bought an an additional one, two additional ones. One is a gift, and one just because it was cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I might use it here in the office, or we have another place at home. We might want to stick one. Yeah. But yeah, things like that are a great deal. So Amazon's actually coined the term Turkey Five now for the five days of sales. So I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the Turkey 5 instead of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. 18 mm. million toys on Cyber Monday, 13 million fashion items on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. That's wow. a pretty good clip. Amazon's doing okay. They're selling some stuff. Uh, Apple, there was a bunch of – this happens every year, and it makes me so mad because everybody just wants the clickbait of – 
oh, all the suppliers in China are saying that Apple's cutting back their orders. The iPhone must be doomed. The iPhone XR is horrible. Mm-hmm. And then Apple comes out and says the iPhone XR has been its top-selling iPhone every single day since it launched. So don't believe this junk. It's and they do these sold stories. more than the XS and the XS Max and the 8 and the 7. Yeah. It's selling more than any of them. And we all knew that, but these reports come out and people just want to put out an article because they have to to get their ad revenue. So uh, every year this happens, it just yeah. frustrates me. Um, something that does not frustrate us, Apple Music, speaking of Amazon mm-hmm. and Apple, is coming to all the Amazon Echo speakers. This is big news. Yeah, and thanks uh, for the pro tip from listener Tyler. Uh, he sent this article over to me last week and I was just like, hold on a second. One of the main reasons I use Spotify because it integrates with Amazon Echo mm. devices. Now that Apple Music integrates with them, should I switch uh, over to Apple Music? Yeah. But then I'm I was quickly reminded that at night when I'm trying to find a music to listen to while I'm in bed, mm. that the Apple Music entire white screen oh. blinds my face. Yes. Like what? Can they pick gray or something? Why does it have to be just a dark mode? Give me an option. A thousand percent white. Yeah. It burns my retinas. So (laughs) I probably will just stick with Spotify because it's got a black background with like green and gray text. It's like, that's what I want, baby. Yeah. Nope. So yeah, if you're an Apple Music subscriber, now instead of having to buy a $350 HomePod, you can buy a $30 Dot on sale and have your music play through uh, through Amazon. I did not see this one coming. No, 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 I would not have guessed it, but it might be related to part of the negotiations with Amazon selling Apple products on their website. I'm sure it is. They seem to be getting much more friendly, whereas Amazon and Google are becoming less friendly. So I think they're... They're coupling up. Coupling up. I like it. Yeah, because maybe one the there was a rumor about a Apple TV like dongle, like that mm-hmm. Amazon Fire yeah. Stick type thing. What if they're this is part of the bringing the new Amazon or Apple TV service that's been rumored forever mm-hmm. to Amazon Fire devices? That Ooh. would be huge. So then you could buy this cheaper device, plug hmm. it in, and be able to get some of the content. It's a world of possibilities. It is. You know what? It's not a world of possibilities. Crypto Watch. Oh, a couple quick stories that. FBI arrests uh, the Arise Bank CEO, which was this bank developed around a new cryptocurrency mm-hmm. coin, uh, $4 million in fraud because he didn't have any approval to be a bank and <laughs> didn't really have a good cryptocurrency. So he just took a lot of investors' money and sp- it was like he spent it on food and travel. It's like, well, yeah, that's, yeah most it, people spend some of their money on food. It was his food. income. Yeah. yeah. He was breathing oxygen while <laughs> yeah. doing this. <laughs> Uh, the second story, Floyd Merriweather and Floyd Merriweather. What was I typing? Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, <laughs> and DJ Khaled, who is a very famous music producer and yeah. uh, yeller during songs of his own name. <laughs> um, but they both got some pretty hefty fines for – we've talked before about influencers, which they both have huge followings mm-hmm. and the whole disclosing when you're being paid to sponsor something. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're serious about this stuff. If you're going to be endorsing a product that you get paid for, you need to be very clear 
Yes. About what it is, especially when it comes to money. Yes. And, uh, when the SEC currencies. gets involved, yeah. not the uh, football college football division, but the right. Security and Exchanges Commission, um, he got paid, Mayweather got paid a couple hundred thousand dollars to promote this crypto coin on or cryptocurrency on social media. Which is fine, but he acted like. Oh, I love oh, this. I love I'm, this. I'm just going to invest all this money, and you should too. That's yes. like, you got to disclose that, bro. Uh, and so, then DJ did the same thing. Yep. He three Mayweather $300,000 in earnings that he got for the promotion he has to pay to the SEC, as well as a $300,000 penalty in interest. Uh, mm. Khaled was paid 50000 to endorse the same one. He will pay 50000 along with a $100,000 penalty. So uh, you influencers that listen to the Not Nerd podcast, be careful what you're doing when recommending cryptocurrencies, which you shouldn't do. I guess I'll take a quick look. Um, It's gone back up a little bit, Bitcoin has. I did talk to my friend who was mining for Ethereum. Mm -hmm. He shut down his miners a while ago. It was not worth it anymore. So while you were looking, any insight as to what the SEC does with the money that they get from fines? Are they building schools or what food are... and travel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it just I, gets, it goes somewhere absorbed into the government machine. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Bitcoin, as we record on Monday, the 3rd of December, 2018 is at 3849. It was around 3,500 last week. It went up to 4,400 now is back down. Uh, but I know the other ones are still struggling as well. So I would advise you if you haven't been involved in cryptocurrencies yet, now is not the mm-hmm. time. You know what it is time for? Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. That's right. So I probably uh, a few months ago made one of my worst decisions uh, in wow. recent history. I decided to sell my iPhone 10 to my daughter mm-hmm. for the price of an iPhone 10R. Yes. And so I effectively traded my 10 for a 10R. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole article that needs to be written and a whole discussion that we can do on the differences between the 10 and the 10R. But the reason I didn't think the exchange was that great is because it ended up costing me more money mm-hmm. because I was happy. I already had paid for the 10. I was happy with the 10. And when I sold it to her, I sold it to her at a huge discount. Right. Yeah. And then I upgraded the 10R specs to match my experience. So I had to pay a little bit more money, but I, I'm going to get to the point here in a minute. In doing so, there was this period of time where she was using my iPhone 10 and I was using her iPhone 6S plus. Mm. The 6S plus was over two and a half, oh, three yeah. years old. The battery was shot on it. So the pro tip of the week is if you have an aged device of the Apple persuasion and you want to make it whole again to make it new, now is the time to do it. You can take your iPhones going all the way back to the SE, I believe. Yeah, the 6 and the SE, I think it's both. Yeah, you wrote it in the notes. I guess I should look there. So yes, the iPhone 6 and newer, Mm -hmm. you can take those into the Apple Store and have the battery replaced for $29. Yeah. Normally the price is like 80 bucks, 79 bucks. And so this is a steal. Um, Apple uh, lowered the price due to 
kind of a controversy that was out there that, oh, Apple is crippling old devices and slowing them down. Well, their software was doing so to retain functionality due to diminished battery capacity. And so the solution was, well, we're going to lower the price, let you get your battery replaced for an inexpensive price, Mm -hmm. and then you don't have to worry about throttling because your battery is going to be healthy. So uh, anyway, I did that on the 6S. Uh, and then I ended up promptly selling that phone, yeah. <laughs> not probably a month after I was using it to somebody else that I, you know, so I was out that 30 bucks, I guess. I didn't figure that into the price of the sale. But anyway, the Baylor Exchange of 2018 is finally done. But one of the great things that I learned from that is you should take your devices in, pay the $30, get a new battery, whether you resell it or you want to continue to use it. Yeah. It's a great deal. Apple certified technicians, Apple parts, 30 bucks. There's there's probably not a better deal going no. on anywhere right now. Nope. The holistic cost is great. I need to make sure my mother knows about this because we've been talking about it for a long time, but we're starting to get, this is the last month that they're doing this super deal in December here. So it's probably going to start filling up as everybody's being mm-hmm. reminded, like listening to this podcast that yep. they should go do it. And my mom's been having some performance issues with her phone. So yeah, get this done because it can really help. So it, a quick bonus pro tip: You get if you go into your settings app on your iPhone, mm-hmm. or uh, well, on your iPhone is what this program's for. And then you scroll down a little bit and go into battery. Uh, you can click on battery health, and it will give you some information there. My iPhone XS Max says a hundred percent maximum maximum capacity, as does my 10R. Yes, so it'll give you some information to if you're kind of on the border of it. But if your battery doesn't last as long as it used to, for 30 bucks, you can put some new yeah. life into an old device. And I don't remember if I said it or not, but this deal is only good till December 31st, 2018. Yes. Then the price goes back up to like 80 bucks. They're actually going to do $69. So they, oh, they've, they've lowered, lowered it a little bit after but this. But still. Save 40 bucks. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and I'll have a link in the show notes, which takes you right to Apple's page. You can hit start a battery replacement, set up a time at your local Apple store. Don't just walk in. Um, <laughs> make sure you schedule it ahead of time. Or it's else so hard to schedule ahead of time. So good luck with that. Yes. Let's move on to our five takes of the week. Some news stories. Uh, the first one, going back to television. NBC Universal is tapping machine learning to tie ads to relevant moments on TV. So let's say you're watching an old episode of Star Trek. Yes, please unpack this. Yes. And they are talking about, I don't know, what do they talk about on Star Trek? Uh, flux capacitors? No, yes. that's a different show. Um, I don't know. Uh Maybe they're talking about a new outfit that yes. Yeoman Rand Here's bought. an example for you. You're walk- <laughs> watching the Thanksgiving special of some show or episode, and then it has some advertisements for a turkey dinner or Jenny O turkey, yeah. something like that, where they're just trying to line. And now I have a couple of clients from Consistent Tech that do uh, television commercial advertising and i'm mm-hmm. not directly related to that but i've tried to learn a little bit of it and it basically the way they do it is they pay an amount of money and they say well we'll fit your commercials in where we can um so they try to make it somewhat relevant but using yeah. this to be able to automate some of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, and try to tie things better and so the idea is the program is playing along they had mentioned the turkey dinner and so the next ad spot Ginio turkey dinner and you get your 
ad right yes there. yes trying to make that stuff more relatable okay so um, there's an algorithm now that's gonna yes do this. making it more algorithmic uh speaking of algorithms and research nielsen uh released a study americans are streaming eight billion with a b hours of content per month on connected tvs so it's really talking about especially younger people, just live TV is not a part of their equation anymore. Mm -hmm. People are still using TVs. They're just using it to watch Netflix and different streaming YouTube streaming services like that. I got to tell you, someone like Nelson loves this whole connected society because they can track everything yeah. exactly. Yes. It's none of this, fill out this little book and send it back to us. It's, no. We just track you with a cookie or, yeah, who knows the new TV you bought this past fall? Uh, you connected the internet. It's likely that every single program you watch on there is being tracked by somebody. Yep. And How sold. much and all yep. that information. Yep. Uh, speaking of studies, pew pew. You internet research company. Uh, they put out another study. They've been on fire. Yeah. What'd you think of my sound effect last week? Oh, I loved it. I love them all. <laughs> um, Todd of the Mark and Todd cast just got a new sound effects machine. Oh, I'll probably have to send it to him. He's always yes. ripping off our sound yes. effects. He does want me a clean take of me saying vulnerable, trying yes. to say vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. There you go, Todd. Uh, you can take that and put it on your sound effects machine. But there's a, another very in-depth study where you can look at, they pulled a ton of teens, just about their feelings, um, their reactions <laughs> to social media. I don't want that media. job. <laughs> yeah, working with teenagers' <laughs> how are you, feelings. How are you feeling today? Well, yes. it's different than a minute ago. Yes. Um, but they're looking at the positives and negatives of social media because the general consensus is it's bad. And Dave's consensus, oh, Facebook's horrible. Well, yeah. well 81% of teenagers feel... <laughs> Facebook is Facebook, fine. Yes. It's the people on Facebook that are horrible. Well, yeah. some of them. It depends. You need better friends, Dave. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Wait, I'm your only friend on Facebook? <laughs> this is weird. Uh, 81% of teens feel more connected to their friends through social media. They 69% thinks it helps interact with a more diverse group of people, which okay. is really great. That's probably true. 68% feel as if they have people who will support them through tough times. That's something I see on Facebook. <laughs> I have a final this week. Yes. This, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. Try losing your job and <laughs> tripping and breaking your leg and having no health care, kid. Susie didn't talk to me today. Um, but then on the negative side, too, they looked at that, and 45% feel overwhelmed by all the of the drama there. So, mm -hmm. I mean, really it's just a magnified reflection of real life, like high school. Yeah. You know, there's good, there's bad, there's drama, there's friends, there's people that will support you. There's people that won't support you. Um, 43% feel pressure to only post content that makes them look good to others, which is a big discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, but I th it has some really good information. They talk about cyberbullying and all the different areas of the social media. It's definitely worth a read through. They do go, once you get into the second page, they talk about what they're posting on social media. So accomplishments, family, mm -hmm. uh, political beliefs. Only 9% of U.S. teens are posting about their political beliefs. They yeah. stay away from those. Uh, so, yeah, give it a read. If you like that data, if you like that pew pew, um, take a look at it and learn what the teenagers are thinking. Atari. Dave, oh. do you have fond memories of the At early Atari gaming systems back in the late 70s and I early do. 80s? I do. And 
my mind always goes back to the artwork. And I have a few Atari cartridges here in my yes. office. And many of the Atari game systems games would have this fantastic artwork that was supposed to be kind of like what the game was like. <laughs> yeah. And it was really just bleeps and bloops on the screen yes. that moved around. But Star Command was one that had this little dialy controller with a number pad. And I, I remember just trying to get this thing to work. Like, how do I play this thing? But I have many fond hours sitting in front of this thing, terrible graphics, bleeping and blooping around. And I loved it. And it, it helped me. It helped start my career into video game playing. Yeah. Which I have yeah, earned zero dollars from. <laughs> yes, this is true. Well, there's a recent interview with the CEO of Atari, and he was talking about they're actually doing very well right now. Mm. Um, and a lot of it is based on Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures, which I've never played. It's kind of a build your build your own amusement park, kind of a Sims, yeah, I have Sim seen City it. type thing. I would not have guessed that that is what is keeping them afloat. Yeah. Um, so... Frederick Chesnais, Chesna says that. Put that on your <laughs> soundboard. Todd. Yeah. Took over the legendary Atari company in 2013. The new owners had about 34 million dollars in debt and about one million dollars in revenue. Those are. Not, <laughs> I don't know a lot about finances and running a business, but those are not good numbers. Now Atari has no debt and 20 million dollars in revenue, um, and is profitable. And they're also. This is ahead of their a 2019 launch of their new Atari VCS home console. This mm-hmm. new. The, I don't know about this thing. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. And that we will. It makes me want to play this roller coaster tycoon though. Is this on phone? What are the the platforms? So I'm on the Roller Coaster Tycoon website, and they have several different games. There's mm. Adventures, Joyride, Touch, World, Triple Thrill Pack, Deluxe, Classic. There, it is available on the. There's version Touch is available on the App Store and on Google Play. I see they have one coming to the Nintendo Switch, what? Uh, PC and Mac through the Steam platform. Mm-hmm. So they've really developed this, and there's a following. So they're making some money. So. Companies that you did not think we'd be talking about making a profit this week, mm-hmm. Atari. Uh, drive Savers. Drive Savers in the IT world is the resource for data recovery. I and, and for great uh, SEO, the name of the company explains exactly what they do they save your drives yes so they actually have i do uh with consistenttech.com my it Mm -hmm. website and branding business if your business needs help teching better contact me at consistent tech this episode brought to you by consistent tech where and I souls go to, to die i do not have to disclose that as being an ad read because i'm getting paid zero dollars by myself yes. not quite sure how that works and is anybody getting paid anything for this <laughs> i am uh <laughs> what <laughs> drive savers uh so I have a bunch of tricks for mm. recovering data. If you've got a hard drive that's not working, computer that's not working, I do that stuff. Drive savers, they have, like, imagine the 1990s Intel bunny suit, white mm-hmm. white clean room labs. They have those where they will actually pull apart a hard drive and take the individual spinning platters and try to recover data mm-hmm. for you if needed. It is not cheap. 
Uh, they, you pay for it. It's, I, I've looked into it for a couple of clients and they decide not to do it, but I think it's about three grand. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got business information or photos that are worth it, mm-hmm. Hey, so they've got a new service that everybody's talking about. It's a consumer service to retrieve data from locked iOS devices for $3,900. So they have some sort of device mm-hmm. where, they can get into a phone that's locked. And this is something we've talked stories where the FBI or these law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. have bought this kind of stuff. But this is just a, hey, fill out a form on their website, send in your phone. They will get into it for you. And they're not selling the device. They're selling the service. And they do a few – I read the article. It says they do a few things to kind of verify that you are the owner of the, yes. the device. And they say – some of their clients that they get, as you would expect, are a loved one has died and and the surviving member wants to get into the phone to either reuse it or to recover photos or information that the loved one had. So it sounds like they're being ethical with whatever method they've come up with. Yeah. If they've figured it out, the problem is somebody else is probably going to figure it out and be unethical with it. Mm-hmm. But Well, um, can you imagine probably who their biggest undisclosed client is? The U.S. government, yeah. who says, hey, unlock this phone for $3,900. What a bargain. I don't have to hire a police officer or buy a device. I can just hire these guys. Yep, yep. So it says, prior to unlocking a device, DriveSavers verifies ownership during all phases of the recovery process and requires a legal authorization form with customers required to provide specific information before data access is provided. So that's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the government comes a knocking, a lot of that stuff will typically go out the window. So they figured something out that uh, very few people have been able to do, and we'll see if Apple allows it to yes. keep working like if, the last solution for if this. If we get a, a mysterious 12.1.11 update, yes. it's probably to kill this device. Exactly. Security, well... We've got a new in the top five of security breaches. Mm. The Marriott hacking exposes data of up to 500 million guests. Who has never stayed at a Marriott? Raise your hand. Nobody? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So this goes back to it's a little bit complicated. It goes back to 2014. It was a separate company that Marriott's acquired, but mm-hmm. then Marriott started using their data 500 million. So the biggest breach was Yahoo with 3 billion. Mm -hmm. The second biggest breach was Yahoo with 500 million. (laughs) And so now this one is tied with that. But this one, not only is it your name and your address, it's your name, your address, your passport number, your passwords, uh, just maybe your credit cards. They're kind of like, well, we don't think they probably got this, which means... They got it. They uh, were pictures n- of your spouse, yeah. uh, what you keep in your bedside drawer, <laughs> yes. uh, what's in your refrigerator, whatever they have on you. Blood sample, DNA sample. Um, yeah. yeah, this one's bad. They need to – we'll see if anything happens. They the, need to shut down Marriott. They'll probably – yeah. They'll probably fire a couple people that are high up in the company and give them like $100 yeah. million dollars to be fired. Yeah. And, we're going to have to fire you, but here's enough money for you and your family to live for 3,000 years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I've listened to several things on this and read several things. There's not a whole lot you can do with this. Uh, two of the things that I would highly recommend, use LastPass, a password manager, so you have unique passwords mm-hmm. everywhere, and then freeze your credit. Because if they do have your credit information, uh, you don't want them 
ruining that for you. And now that it's free to freeze your credit, those two things will help you because I'm sure there will be a breach every week. Uh, our security stories get a little depressing, so I thought we might start a new section on our not sad story of the wow. week. Wow. Oh, that's great. Uh, this is a great little story uh, written by a guy, um, him and his siblings. One of their siblings has is an adult with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talking about some of the struggles of communicating with this person because they're all kind of separated. Well, they got uh, him an iPad. And it's just a really sweet story about how uh, he's able to use the iPad to do FaceTime and um, just be a lot more self-sufficient yeah, he can and be communicate, communicate. One of the funny things about the story is that, you know, they set up the apps with just the contacts of the family members and just the, with the way his brain works, he has to start at the top of the list and then go down to whoever he talks with. So if Susie's the first contact, he calls Susie, hits hang up, then he can hit the next one and hang ups because they were all getting these hang up calls yeah. at the beginning and they're going... Did, were you trying to call me? No, I was trying to call Johnny, but Susie's first, so I have to yeah. start there. But uh, <laughs> really good. That's funny. You know, some of the accessibility things and options with the iPad uh, really does help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Our bonus odd take. <laughs> this is a crossover with PDX Fast Foodie. Yes. With ingestible pill, you can track fart development in real time on your phone. I couldn't believe this. I found the story and... I was <laughs> speechless. I was blown away <laughs> by the amount of information that we do not know about flatulation yeah. and gaseous anomalies within our own bodies. But this pill is destined to solve all these problems. And one of the best parts about this article are all of the inline jokes. Yes. I will share a few of them. Scientists often hope to break ground with their research, but a group of Australian researchers would be happy with breaking wind. (laughs) I mean, it's full of them. This is written by a dad for sure. There's so (laughs) many little... Beth Mole. Yeah. Well, I'm not one to judge. She might be a dad. Yeah, she might be. But anyway, it's great. Uh, A lot of little jokes in there. But this little pill, I think, will help people. They fed people different diets and tracked... Uh, this thing can sense different gases within your body, methane, O2, all these different things. And throughout which process and part of the digestive system, they're picking up these gases. And so it was really informative. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd I'd be curious to have this information. Yeah. uh, yeah. You need to get one of these pills. Let's do it. Let's start a GoFundMe. My question was answered, but the whole time I was thinking when they said, oh, the the first time, and then the second time, I'm like, do they take the same pill over again? But the answer was they have a different pill oh, good. each time. Good. Yeah. Uh, that makes more <laughs> sense. You, it always makes more sense. Our pigs. Yes, and as I teased earlier, there's a game I downloaded, and I played a little bit. I haven't played a lot, I have to admit. Uh, but if you were a child of the 80s or even the 2000s, uh, you have been exposed to... Transformers. Mm, Have you not? Mm, Robots in disguise. More that meets the eye. Autobots and Decepticons. They uh, wage their battle to... Oh, wait. What is it? Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil Decepticons or something like that. It's amazing. Uh, Well, there's a new game because there's a new movie that's coming out with Bumblebee. Ooh. One of the... I don't know why this is one of the most loved 
Transformers, but he's uh, this yellow car. Isn't he a VW bug? Originally, originally. And then he was a Mustang in yeah. some movies. And I'm thinking if I'm a robot that can morph myself into various shapes, I can be anything I want to be. True. So who says he couldn't be all of those things and more? But anyway, there's this new game out. It's called Bumblebee Transformers. No. Oh. And um, it's one of these games where it's very simple. You hold... I, I have. I just turned wow. it on. You hold the button down and you crash through landscapes and pick up things. You avoid Decepticons and you smash stuff and pick up all this stuff. And then you can upgrade your machine. And here's what I was trying to get to is some of the sweet music. Nice. Uh, it's really fast-paced. Of course, you can buy all this in-app crap oh, yeah. and buy the special crystals that help you do whatever. And I'm still kind of going through the tutorial period, and so I keep getting confronted with all of these screens. But if you're looking for some mindless fun and you like the Transformers, then the Bumblebee game might be right up your alley. Very cool. Well, my pick of the week is a not pick of the week. Mm. Off air last week, I teased with you, Dave, that I had gotten some new iPhone or lightning cables. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there one night, and I was like... Where's my cable at? I know I have a bunch of them around. Well, let's go to Amazon and look at some. So I found one. It said MFI certified five pack where you get like a three, two, three foots, two, six oh, foot yeah. and a 10 foot cable. Right. And I'm like, this is great. You could tow a car with a 10 foot cable. Yeah, exactly. So I bought it and I get it and I'm like, these look great. They're the braided, the nylon mm. braided, which are usually better. And then I started using them this last mm. week, and I started having some issues where things just didn't seem quite right. Plugging it into my computer, and it would say, you know, this cable is not supported, all those kind of things. They've been pretty flaky. And then I had one that was just in my backpack, and I noticed on the USB-A side, mm -hmm. the part that goes into your computer, like that had just completely bent up just sitting in my back, which I've never had that with any USB cable. You know yeah. how many USB cables have gone through my backpacks over just the Just really soft. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing it as a not pick. And Dave, you said, I said, well, it was very well reviewed. Mm-hmm. And... It was thirteen ninety nine, so I was like five cables for fourteen bucks. This is too good to be true. <laughs> huh. I've been bitten by this before, but yeah. it said, I saw the MFI, I saw the reports, but you reminded me what mm -hmm. we've talked about before, and I think it was my pick of the week before. Fakespot.com, which you can you copy the link from Amazon, you put it into Fakespot. Well, I pulled it up on there, and it was based off seven reviews. And it had an F grade. And I was like, well, there's like 150 reviews now. So it, there's actually a button on the website where it reanalyzes, goes through mm -hmm. all. And they just have enough of an algorithm to look through all the reviews and figure out, guess what grade it got based on 127 reviews, Dave? D minus. F. Oh, boy. I thought maybe it went up a little bit. And so it gives you some really great little analytics, and it just says their engine has detected that Amazon has altered and removed reviews from this listing. Hmm. Um, general, the reviewers have a suspiciously positive sentiment, mm -hmm. uh, high deception, aggressive marketing tactics, unreliable practices, and it says, our engine has analyzed and discovered that 0.0% of the reviews are reliable oh on my this product. That is... Whew. 
but it came up really high in the Amazon search results. You could have saved yourself 13 bucks. Yeah, I should just send it back. And I'm will I am actually going to write a review on this be but maybe these people are taking it off, but scammy stuff. So fake spot, if you're if something seems too good to be true and you're like, "Oh, I'm just going to try it." Mm-hmm. Try fake spot because I it gave me much more information than I thought it would give me mm-hmm. on this product. Yep iTunes reviews. We mm. had a little discussion from a friend who is out of the United States that yes. said, Hey, did you ever see my iTunes review? And I said, No. And I switched to the lovely land of Australia, where he is from, mm-hmm. in the iTunes store. And then it showed me, it doesn't show you all the different countries' reviews. And it's funny when you went to the iTunes store, the whole screen flipped upside down yeah. and it kind of bounced exactly. around like a kangaroo. And everything spun in the other direction. Yeah. Um, but I found another. Pro tip, if you have a podcast, mypodcastreviews.com. You can go there, sign up, and it will pull in all your iTunes reviews from every country so you can see. So we do have a new iTunes review this week entitled Timely Tech, five stars. That's a suspiciously positive (laughs) review. We're going to get that. But anyway, please continue. These guys sift through all the web rubbish to bring us the tech morsels that keep my tech tools finely tuned i don't have time to try 19 different apps to get the job done it's always relevant and they are very quick on the latest news as well as steering us from the rabbit warrens of click baiterized fake news wow this is a mouthful i just need to have the choicest hay brought down from the loft and these guys keep me fat and happy as i get through my connected life wow there's a Michael Scott in there. Yes. But anyway, Elliot is a writer, a very good writer, mm-hmm. and has a very large vocabulary. And as far as I can tell, has not yet adopted the Australian accent. No. So he lives he lives down in Australia, and I'm sure every day he opens his mouth and people say, are you from the States? Yes. And he says, yep. Yep. Uh, and he was actually on an episode from Australia remotely way back. Yeah. I'll have to go look and put a link to that in the show notes. We need to do that again real soon. Yeah. Another thing we've started doing, Amazon.notner.com, our affiliate link, where if you shop on Amazon, use that link. We get a little kickback looking at what people have bought and talking about what they, what in the world they're using these things yeah. for. What in the world of not nerd? Uh, so the one that I saw this week that I thought was interesting is that one of our listeners or one of their friends purchased, and we will play how much would you pay, 2.5 pounds of Hoosier Hill Farm premium candy corn. <laughs> Two and a half pounds what? of candy corn. Man, get diabetes. Don't eat all those at once. Yeah. So I did hear Jared, the uh, Lego figure last week. It oh. was for his son's school project. Ah. So that, that was sense. cool to know. So we love hearing from you if you are willing to admit that you bought this product <laughs> and why you bought this product. Four stars on 89 customer reviews. A large two and a half pound bag of candy corn. Dave, what would you pay? Let's see. Carry the one. Besides diabetes. <laughs> what would what would it cost at Walmart would be my question. So I think that thing at Walmart, a two and a half bag, that probably costs like seven bucks, something like that. I'm thinking on Amazon, two and a half pounds. I'm thinking this, this was $4.99 with free prime shipping. 
fourteen ninety nine. What? Why so 14, much? Two and a half pounds. That's a lot of candy corn. Yeah, but they're the heavy. The bags at the stores are like they're like two dollars for like no, no, they're like a pound. I'm I'm looking it up on Walmart right now. Actually, I'm going to look it up after the episode because we have been going way too long. Uh, make sure you go visit Patreon, see the stuff we have set up there. You can support the podcast that way. If you don't shop on Amazon or do both, mm-hmm. uh, share it with a friend. Make sure you subscribe. I forget to remind you guys: subscribe to podcasts. It makes your life so much easier. The holistic cost just makes sense. Now get out there and tech better. Holistic cost.